Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. We are recapping the week's nerdy news from this year into next year into gone completely everywhere in between. That'll make sense shortly. My name is Mike Gibson. Who means I was Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? So I don't know your reference, but I'm assuming it may be any sort of news coming out because it's all gone completely, it seems. Uh, it is going away slowly. Um, I said this last week. <laughs> and then Even we went last week we ended up talking for over an hour <laughs> uh but this is a very light week and there's even less on the rundown this week than there was last week let's see if we can go for two hours <laughs> on even less Le- yeah less news means more talking for yeah, some ungodly reason t- i had somebody tell me that they were listening to last week's episode and had to do a double take when they heard me say it's probably gonna be a short episode and look down at their phone and be like, why it's over an hour. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Why, why is it it's short? <laughs> yeah. If you, if you saw our rundown, like our, our set that we, our set list effectively. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's pretty light. Last week's was also pretty light. Pretty light. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're, uh, with the with the strike, we're entering our jam band phase where yeah. <laughs> uh, you get the set list and it's kind of a framework and you just kind of fill go. around. <laughs> you go. The tangents are fun. I've heard n- a number of people have told us that they enjoy us tangenting just as much or even more than they enjoy us actually given the facts about what's going on. So I guess that's good. But um, I feel like as the news continues to shrink and shrink... Uh, there'll be less to prompt a tangent. Right. Um, and uh, you and I still have to have a convo about maybe some spinoffs or other uh, series that we can do in the meantime when there's not much nerd news to go around. But um, for now, there's a few things to talk about. Indeed. And welcome to it. Uh, this show is sponsored, as always, by Funky Town Comics in Camillus, New York. Check them out. Uh, they just had a big sale, big Labor Day weekend sale. Um, if you missed out, that's a big bummer. Is all the all was it back issues under five dollars were one dollar. Back issues over five dollars were fifty percent off. All records were fifty percent off. Graphic novels were fifty percent off. I spent a good amount of money. I could have spent way more. Mm-hmm. And I, um, uh, I, I actually feel like I showed some restraint despite buying a bunch of stuff. I actually posted about what I got. You can look at our Instagram page and see all my my uh, lovely finds. Yeah, that's the multiverse sport on Instagram. Check that's us right. out. Check us out there. Um, I, um, I unfortunately missed the sale because, I well, I just got back uh, about two hours ago from uh, New Hampshire. So it's been a nice day of driving all day. So Feeling tired? No, not at all. Ready for a two and a half hour episode? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> well, we'll, you know, just fire it, Will. We're ready to go. Uh, the moment if either of us mentions Star Wars, let's <laughs> just gone. jump on it and go, <laughs> go until we hop on the train. Ne- never look back. Yep. As always, starting off with some strike watch updates. The strikes are still going strong. Um, uh, a couple updates. Um, Disney visual effects workers are also voting to unionize in joining 
specifically Marvel's VFX workers now on the Disney side of things. Uh, same boat, voting to unionize. Great. Love it. Love to see it. Um, also, SAG after members have voted to allow video game actors to join the strike as well. So these are uh, like voiceover actors that do video game work. Uh, sometimes those actors are also the same ones that do like motion capture for the characters. I'm sure that some of those actors are also just in SAG-AFTRA and like the like screen actors side of things as well. But if you're just a video game actor, um, you are now able to uh, vote to go on strike. I don't know all the ins and outs of that stuff, but um, seems like this just keeps uh, happening and is spreading like wildfire more than um, the studios and CEOs wanted to happen for sure. I think they wanted to. I, I don't think that this I don't think the studios were prepared for this level of solidarity. And um, I think they were kind of looking at things with outdated eyes, as 100%. most billionaires do out of touch. I was going to see what these studios normally do on a regular basis. Yeah, exactly. What they produce, what they like. What was it? After the Barbie movie, we found out that they want to just run movies based on Mattel oh, toys. Oh, a bunch of toys. And yeah, I, a Polly Pocket like, movie they announced. Right. And it's like. Great. Come on, guys. Could you be more out of touch? Yeah. Is it Did you possible? see the Barbie movie? No. That's that's. <laughs> was not the what, Barbie yeah. movie about Barbie? Eh. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I, this is a tangent. Did you ever see Barbie? No, I have not yet. You haven't seen? It? Okay, then I won't say it because it's a spoiler for the end of the movie. I'm. It's going to be until it comes out and whatever. So I'm not too worried. Yeah. Well, I don't know. A, oh, a friend yeah. of mine. A friend of mine said like the one thing I wish was different about it, and he said something that was like it would have ruined the movie for me. I was yeah. like, are you joking? That's like insane that you would want that to happen. <laughs> anyway, um, I felt eh, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, of course. Um, but also, um, I actually didn't even write this, but I'm just thinking of it right now that uh, I think it was Disney or I think it was Disney is hiring like a, an emergency PR team to like help them because they're taking like Iger is taking so much shit about what he said early on about, you know, he's, the strikes are um, disruptive and oh, happening yeah. at a bad time and all this kind of like not supportive stuff. Like, yeah, you shouldn't have said that shit. Right. And I read I read a, a headline that said that they're seeking a, a PR position that pays like $300,000 a year. Oh, so you have $300,000 a year to pay for an emergency PR team. Maybe you should give some of that money to your striking writers <laughs> and actors that now are asking why, for money. Why would they do that, Mike? Come on. Why would they do that? Maybe so they don't have to hire an emergency PR team and they could just fix it. They That'd could be just great. fix it. Um, I do also, at the again, same time have to laugh, though, because like I uh, random um, scuttlebutt was like, uh, I, I've heard from various people like, oh, Disney's failing. I'm like, yeah, they're failing the rate of billion dollar profits every year. Like Disney's yes. not failing. Yeah. They're just yeah. like, they're, are they completely out of touch? Yes. Are people still watching yeah. their stuff? Yes. But come on. Yeah. I mean, they've certainly gotten more bad press between this and the stuff that Bob Chappick was doing before Iger came back. Like, right. Has brought Disney the most bad press they've gotten in the last 25 years, I feel like. Like, yeah. And they they're were still like the just, biggest entertainment company in the world, hands down. Yeah, and they're still they're going to be fine. Like they're not going. No one's. Not, that's like anytime, you know, someone doesn't like a Star Wars movie, they're like, "Oh, Lucasfilm is over. Star Wars is over. Yeah. This movie's terrible." It's like just because you didn't like it, man. Like Disney's going to be fine. It, it Disney's weathering the storm. It only They'll made eight hundred and fifty okay. million. It didn't quite make a billion. Oh shucks. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, yeah, it's a bomb. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, Disney's going to be fine. So Star Wars is going to be fine. Marvel is going to be fine. Like, these properties aren't going anywhere. Um, but they are being delayed. More on that momentarily. Uh, but one last thing I want to say um, is I also saw a video of Adam Driver, I guess, has a new indie movie coming out. And it wasn't A24, but it was another one of these um, smaller studios that has already, like, made a deal with um, the unions saying just like, yep, we'll take, we'll, we'll greet all your demands. We'll do anything that you yep. want to do. Like studios can do that. They can make their own deals if they right. want. Like we, we um, talked about the A24 thing a couple weeks ago where yeah. they were just like, yeah, well, we'll agree to everything you're saying. Like, yeah. sure. That yeah. seems, so, seems reasonable. So, <laughs> yeah. So if you're an actor on one of those projects, you are still able to film and to promote those yep. movies. Adam driver, um, promoting one of those movies and somebody asked him something and is i don't think they even asked him about the strike but his he just started talking about it immediately which i feel like if you are an actor that is able to be uh in front of a microphone and to do promotion like you should really be throwing a lot of attention to the strike um in every word um every word out of your mouth uh and he did and he made a great point in saying that you know, why is it that a small independent studio like this can make a deal, but big billionaire companies like Amazon and Netflix can't? Like, it's not money. It's not money. It's greed. Yeah. It's all greed is all it is. Tell me Jeff Bezos can't make a deal, but A24 can make a deal. Like, come on. You can afford it. Mm -hmm. Greedy billionaire idiots. And the strike. Anyway, um... Uh, Steve, my intro of this year to next year and gone completely was in reference to the following story, our top story for this podcast. And what I just referenced a moment ago, Marvel has officially delayed several of their Disney Plus shows that were supposed to come out this year have been moved to next year. I don't think they specifically said why this is happening, but I got to believe it's what we've been talking about. It's got to be strike. We was it last week or the week before? We're talking about Warner Brothers is moving a bunch, like move Dune, yeah, to March, which is yeah. an insane, stupid thing to do. I we're still, all excited to see Dune now. Yeah, I I can't comprehend the Dune thing, especially with the hype train that's been riding up to it. Um, yes. That said, I mean, it, it we're confused about them moving Dune because of the hype train, and when you look at what Marvel did, the things that had the hype train behind them didn't get moved. Well. I I guess well, one thing that yes, had a no. hype train around it got moved, but everything else, uh, Loki, it did not move. Yes, Loki is staying. Loki's still coming out October 6th, and they're saying that the What If Season 2, I guess, is still coming out in late December, possibly Christmas Day, they're saying. But what has moved? Echo, the series that was supposed to come out in late November and was going to drop all at once, and reportedly being dropped all at once because it is bad. I mean, that remains to be seen. Again, they put out Secret Invasion weekly. <laughs> How bad can Echo possibly be? Because Secret Invasion sucked. Yes. Sucked. So, um, I still have hopes for Echo. It could be good. Who knows? Yeah. I'm going to wait and see. No, Secret Invasion, but, uh, as a show, was horrible. I will still yeah. give Kingsley Benadir credit for what the hell he was doing because he was oh, yeah no he was great but yeah yeah as a as a series it was just hot garbage i agree 
I agree. Um, uh, but it is being moved, possibly, if it is bad, possibly a good move, it's being moved to January 24th. And we all know that January is often a dumping ground um, for movies. I mean, I guess shows too, but mostly it's looked at when a movie comes out in January, studio doesn't have a ton of faith in it. No one really goes to the movies in January, though January is kind of looked at as a dumping ground for garbage uh, films. So hopefully that's not a, a dash against Echo, but, you know, signs are pointing to it not being that great. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the same time, we thought, remember back in the day, we thought that Sony was moving Morbius out of January because, because they thought it was, it was good. good. Yeah. And then we got what we got. So yeah, true. I, yeah. I've given up on like trying to figure out whether something's good by when they're releasing it. Yeah. Because April, yeah, that's fine. That's a normal like things get released in April. Yeah. April's an OK month. Yeah. It's not blockbuster season quite yet, but it's, you know, getting there. We're getting there. Right. You don't have the Jaws effect, but what does? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Remember that show? No. Wait, or do you do you remember when it was maybe you're thinking of Agatha Coven of Chaos? Oh, I remember that show. Or are you thinking of Agatha House of Harkness? I also remember that show. It's the third time, third name that this show has had. They keep changing the name of this show. All of them seem um, to suck. None of them are good. No. I think um, I think Coven of Chaos might, is probably the best one. Or like um, drop the Agatha and just go with Darkhold Diaries because the Darkhold has many more things than Harkness involved. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we, we talked about this recently. Like who's excited about this show? I don't know. Besides the fact that Aubrey Plaza is in it, there, I don't care about this show at all. I like her a lot. I'll watch anything that she's in. But like, right? You have you have Catherine Hahn and you have Aubrey Plaza, and they're both going to do good things. Yeah. But and, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, they're both great actors. But like, this is a show that was greenlit based on the memification of one song from one episode of WandaVision that came out five years ago. Like, wait, are you talking about billionaire? Various like studios being out of touch with things yeah <laughs> huh, weird did we did we already discover that okay this is i mean hey maybe the show will come out maybe i'll love it maybe it's like a spooky dark magic thing that i'm into when it comes to i love dark magic and superheroes i love that stuff so if it's good great but this is like peak marvel throwing shit at the wall to see if it sticks to me it is, and you know and just misreading what people are wanting or needing. Like this just seems like it's going to be such a nothing thing. Um, but Hey, again, I could be wrong. Anyway, it was supposed to come out this winter. Now it's moved to fall 24. So almost an entire year. This yeah. show has been um, moved. Well, and I, I guess feel does like that does that mean this is Aubrey Plaza taking the Samuel Jackson route of getting a paycheck and calling it a day? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Like, why? Like, I feel like this show has been made or done for being worked on for a long time. They announced it right after WandaVision was over. Yeah. And now it's been so long. And now it's going to be even longer. Like, like, who cares? Who cares about this character that we haven't seen? It just goes back to all that stuff. We've talked about before, like Marvel just spinning too many plates and there's just no connectivity. It just feels like it's 
you know, we don't even know who to care about or why to care about them because we don't know who's moving forward and when they're coming next. And it's just it's just too much Marvel. Anyway, we're not getting that. Whatever. There's plenty of time for them to come up with new names for this show. Uh, it's coming out in fall of 2024. Also, Steve, your heart is going to break, my friend. The animated revival of the X-Men series, X-Men 97, has been moved from fall 2023 to early 2024. No date yet. So it's supposed to come out this fall. Not a huge move, just a little bit further. I think this has got to be a content spreading out thing because they're still talking about how season two is going to happen. They're already working on a season two of this show for this show. So, Oh, yeah. And I mean... It... Bodemayo has come out new like and said numerous times like things are done and they're ready yeah. and they're already working on season two and things are going and it's just it why come yeah. on like I don't know so I, I don't think this us. is a quality <laughs> issue it's not a quality issue right but this is this is the Dune effect yeah yes I think so um, Ironheart a show that they announced a very long time ago mm-hmm. we met uh, the main character in Wakanda Forever. It's been removed from the schedule completely, completely removed from the schedule. It has been it has finished shooting and has been done for a while, I guess. But post-production has been delayed because of the strikes. They can't finish um, what they need to do Yep. for post-production, whether that be reshoots. And I know like the VFX people are starting to unionize. So like that's probably putting a wrench in things as well. Um, so I think we'll probably still see this show, especially if they are they're done making it. I mean, they were done. If it was Warner, if it was Warner Brothers, it would be up in the air. Yeah, but it's Disney, so may, uh, assumedly that we'll actually see it sometime. Um, but I think that was just there was no point in them giving it a new date if they don't right. know when they're actually going to get back to work to finish it. There was um, uh, there was a rumor tossed around that uh, they were they were going to delay it based on what they were going to do with Armor Wars. Oh yeah, sure. Some so, shows are I mean tied together or should be right. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Also, um, Daredevil, Born Again, and Wonder Man are also dated, uh, again, due to the strikes, because they were not done filming, and you can't film anything when the actors are striking. Um, so, yeah. yeah, the only Marvel show we're going to get for the rest of this year is Loki, season two, and possibly What If, but that's an animated thing that... Right. And who knows, dropping, who knows like, how canonical that'll be. Right. And it's yeah. supposed to be, like, the last week of the year anyways, so... Yeah. Right. So... Yeah. And yeah, Loki, Loki that... they dropped a, another teaser this week. So Oh, they did? Yeah, I missed that. Uh, I think it was like yesterday or something. They oh, put damn. a little it was wasn't anything crazy and I clicked off it quick after I saw how long it was or whatever just to Yeah. I'm 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 taking the mic approach of all right, we're close enough. I'm not watching things. Yeah, I saw one trailer like I don't need to watch TV spots and stuff like Right. The one trailer made it so that I know yeah, I want good. to see it. So I'm going to see yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, weird. In a year where we were supposed to get like, I think four, maybe five Marvel shows. I think Echo, because Echo is supposed to come out this year. Agatha is supposed to come out this year. If you count X-Men 97, that's three. Plus Ironheart, I think was supposed to come out this year too. Right. Plus Secret Invasion and Loki. That's going to be like six or seven Marvel shows. <laughs> now I got two. Yeah, they're th- spreading um, them out. Yeah, because yeah. they're like they're unintentionally the strike is doing what we want them to do. <laughs> it really is. Yes, it really is. But I also I worry that you know we're not the only ones talking about how the connectivity feels loose. Yeah, 
and doesn't feel as strong and there's not as much of a motivation from people to keep up with everything, how much more is that going to falter when everything is like super stretched out? And like, I mean, maybe I think we were, I think we we're, I think I know, I know what you're saying. And I think we we're probably going to get delays anyway because yeah. of things Bob Iger was saying about like cost cutting and like diluting the brand before the strikes happen. But like now they're not even in control of how long it takes for them to put these things out. And like, I'm in a place where I like, I'm starting to, it's starting to be hard for me to care about these projects like Agatha, whatever, and Ironheart, like the Disney plus stuff. So far, there's only been a few shows that have felt like crucial to me. Yeah. And, and they were or the first interesting, they or interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. Or like interesting enough because they introduce a new character. Like I love She-Hulk or like, um, you know, like WandaVision felt crucial to like the thrust of those characters, like moving forward to those characters, like things like that. Right. Like a lot of these like Secret Invasion, Falcon Winter Soldier, they just seem like. I mean, WandaVision okay. and Loki were the only two that really had something behind it. Falcon and Winter yeah. Soldier, yes, that's set up where Bucky's going and Falcon. Yeah, I mean, the you get the, like and... that's the transition for Sam to become Captain America. Like, right. so I guess that makes sense. But like, these aren't things that I'm ever gonna like revisit or whatever. I don't know. They just seem lesser. And if that's all we're getting and we're getting that stretched out more, then just this feeling of like I don't know who to care about or what to care about or the connectivity thing like this is gonna get worse. It's gonna no. get worse if they if it takes so much longer to get to an Avengers movie or like a team up movie or something where we will have to know what the thrust is, you know? No, you want the weird thing? Yeah. Everybody always. pines for Marvel to make movies more or shows more comic accurate. We're hundred yeah. percent in the comic accurate phase. Where, oh, we had this killer yeah. run. Uh, we're going to have a couple down years here before yeah. we get the, you know, the, the, the run back to peak. I remember thinking that during like phase two or three, like, yeah, we're an onslaught, saying, man. like, <laughs> like everyone's like, this is great. That makes the movies feel like the comics. And I was like, yeah, it does. And I love it. But what if it really does feel like the comics and <laughs> things get too yep crazy to keep up with yep and i think we're already there oh yeah we're, we're already there we're in that stretch where as the x-men guy here we're in that yeah. stretch where you have seven titles running at once and you're yep. just like all right i'm cutting my pull i'm done too much i'm gonna pick up a trade at some point that's it i'll get a recap it's fine and then when they bring it back down i'll start again yeah. and that's the this, phase we're uh, at now <laughs> this tight connectivity that uh they, uh, you know, it's like a bed they made for themselves. Yep. Is now the thing that is weighing them down. Um, because, and it, it's because like, even somebody like me who like, I don't, I would love it to be less connected, but I am also, I, two minutes ago, I was just saying like the connectivity is too loose and we don't know what to care about right. and everything feels like whatever. It, and it's because like they still are they still are doing things that make you think there's going to be connectivity to something else. And then they never kind of tell you what that something else is. Right. Like they seem like, oh, that seems like a big deal. And then we just never see it again. Or we never hear about it. Again. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's a bed of their own making. And it'll yeah. be interesting to see how long they can stay in it. Yeah. Um, speaking of how long things are, 
Mm. Uh, we got an unconfirmed report of the runtime for the next theatrical Marvel release, MCU release. The Marvels. Sequel to Captain Marvel. Sequel to Kind of WandaVision. And sequel to Ms. Marvel, the Disney Plus show. Has those three characters teaming up. And this unconfirmed report, it's uncon- it was confirmed by like two like Twitter scoopers that I've seen their names a few times, but they both released the same information. Yeah. So it's being reported that the Marvels is only, with credits, an hour and 38 minutes long, which would make it the shortest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if this is accurate. I love this. I, I'm torn. I love mm, this okay. if it's, I love this if it's because they're cutting it to make a tight and good movie. Yes, I, I love it if it's good. Right. I love it if it's good. I yes. don't love it if it's that short just because they couldn't come up with shit and they're yes. just tossing it out there to toss it out there. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Um. When you hear a 138 runtime, you're talking like, and this is modern modern cinema, not like historic or anything. Sure. But modern cinema, you're talking a 138 runtime. You're talking like a kid's movie. Yeah, or like a, a comedy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, at, at this point, The Incredible Hulk is the shortest Marvel film at 152. Yeah, that's, that's a movie people don't even hours. think exists. Uh, yeah, I... I I actually I will go to bat. I will go to bat. Yeah, I think both of us are on the same page there. The Ed Norton Incredible Hulk was it was solid. Um, It's higher up on my list, I think, than it probably is on a lot of people's rankings of the MCU. That uh, as we're getting into short season here, uh, we should probably revisit that uh, ranking between the two of us. Yeah, you're right. That's not a bad that's not a bad episode idea. Um, That that could start some fights. Oh, not between you and me, but like from people listening. Um. The uh, the Incredible Hulk, uh, not to be confused with the Hulk, which was a hot trash movie. The Ang Lee and Eric Bana. Oh, maneuver. it's just Hulk. It's not even the. It's oh. just Hulk. So I, I, I forgot that because that was literally the only movie I've walked out of the theater during. Whoa, you walked out yes. during a Hulk? Yes. Wow. It was like, wow. I, it might have been like uh, 45 minutes in and I was just like, I can't. I can't do this. 45 minutes in, you may not have even seen him turn into the Hulk. I, I may not have. <laughs> like Because I bet that takes a long yeah. time in that I movie remember my sister and I went Hulk. down to, uh, at the time, Riverside Mall in Utica, which hmm. is no longer a mall, nor named Riverside. Uh, <laughs> but like we went down to watch it, and both of us were like, I don't, I don't know why we're here. Wow. We're leaving. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. I actually, I saw a couple of people recently online yep. praising that film. Okay. Um, and I had the thought that I hadn't seen it in a very long time. I used to, like, that was one of the movies when it came out, I wanted to like it so much oh, yeah. that I kind of told myself that I liked it. And then after a while, I was like, I oh. Hulk in so long. It was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we need to like this movie. And then. Right. That, and then I kind of realized I didn't like it as much as I thought I did. Yeah. But now I'm a good deal older. And I'm I, I know what it is. 
enough to go in and not be like thrown because it doesn't meet my superhero movie expectations, you know, yeah. like it's more of like a meditative movie about kind of like the human experience or something more than more than it is like a smashy, smashy green monster movie. Right. And it has parts of that. I think you just have to sit a long time to get to them. But so I I am thinking of revisiting that film to see what I think, I think of it. I think we might have another episode here. Or a for commentary. Better, for better or for worse. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> M- MST3K, the uh, the Hulk. Or Hulk. <laughs> hey, you did you did secure us a Patreon. So maybe someday, if anyone wants us to actually do Patreon content. It's true. We could do commentaries. Oh, God. That'd be absolutely amazing. <laughs> that'd be great. I yeah. would love that. Just sit in a room with a microphone, talk yeah. through an entire movie. I feel like it would be hard to do a commentary because you have to talk the entire time. Like you can't do more than like Mike, you can't go more than like a minute without saying anything. I don't know if you, you know? know this, but on the regular we talk for like an hour and a <laughs> right, half. I know, but you have to talk about what's happening in the movie the whole time. You can't be like, so mm. what did you read this week while Hulk is fighting abomination or whatever, you know? Well, it depends on how bad I mean, the movie we could. is. <laughs> yeah. It also depends comment- on how bad the movie is. <laughs> Our commentaries will just be episodes that we record <laughs> while the movie is playing. Right. Movies movies interject here and there during the episode. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I hope the Marvels is like a sleek, fast paced, no fat, fun action adventure movie. That'd be space. great. That's exactly that what I would love. Great. That's what I want. Hour and a half and then like eight minutes of credits, whatever. Like give that to me, but not like you said, in a way that's good. Like not in a way that makes it feel like they're skipping over exposition, which or not giving enough like character moments and stuff, because Marvel does have a tendency to do that. So I'm hoping that um those pieces are there. Yeah. Um you know, I hope there are some quieter moments or some like character moments that let us know, like where Carol Danvers is personally now or emotionally, like what has happened to her since she beat the crap out of Thanos, you know, like what's going on with her mm-hmm. and what's going on with the other characters, too. But like also hit it and do it quickly and just get back to like the fun of it. You know, like I don't need this to be a perfect masterpiece movie. But if you're telling me it's an hour and a half long, then don't uh, don't beat around the bush. Don't be yeah. a secret invasion. You know, give me something I mean, fast and sleek. There was no bush for secret invasion to beat around. We we've already we've been there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, nothing to even beat. <laughs> Just a whole nothing burger. Um. Would you like to talk about a something burger? I sure would, Steve. Boy, would I. <laughs> uh, this is really something exciting. we're both excited about, I'm sure. Yeah, this is real exciting. Yeah. So, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Ever heard of him? Um, I sure have. Yeah. He was the chicken man in Breaking Bad. He was... Uh, still have not seen that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You haven't watched Breaking Bad. Uh, spoiler alert, he's in it. <laughs> I was going to say, I've heard he's, he like absolutely killed it during that, but so good. Never got so good. Um, he is Moff Gideon in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, there's other stuff that I'm blanking on right now. Um, better but call Saul, right? I believe he's also in better call Saul because of the connection to yes. Breaking Bad Universe. 
thought there was other nerdy stuff that he's in. There's one thing that I know. Oh, he's in I'm the not boys. Saying. That's right. That's what I was thinking of. He's in the boys. Yes. Yep. So he's in the usual suspects. Whoa, really? Uh, apparently not as a not as a major character. He's not one of the main. I don't know. characters though. He wasn't uh, mutant mayhem. That's right, and he was in mutant mayhem. I'm. I now need to dive deep and figure out what the hell he was in the usual suspects. Yeah. While you're doing that, I will say that he was at uh, Comic Con Panama this weekend. And yes, actors are on strike. They can still do appearances and things. They just can't promote things that they have done or are doing. They can't. He can't. So he like can't promote Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem while he's at this Comic Con. He can just kind of talk about like his life, right? Acting things Stuff like that. He's done he in the can't. past, maybe or whatever. Maybe I don't know if you can even talk about that. You might. Yeah. I don't think they can even talk about like past things um but what he did say um in response to a question this was caught on film he was filmed at this comic-con answering a question and saying the following i had been talking to james gunn about the possibility about being in a movie so who knows it could happen soon now we know steve that if he mentions he's talking to james gunn he's talking about being in a DC Universe film. Apparently later off camera, he said to somebody, it was reported that he said that he would rather play a hero than a villain. I think it's because he plays a lot of villains. And he's very good um, at it. Yeah, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, uh, Moff Gideon. And he currently is the voice of Lex Luthor in the Harley Quinn animated television show. Really? Yes, he's hmm. very good at that as well. So, I think a lot of people saw this and read this and immediately jumped to, oh, Lex Luthor. But he already is Lex Luthor, animated style. And, uh, you know, him saying he'd rather play a hero than a villain. I think if he's having these talks with James Gunn, he knows. He knows who James Gunn is talking to him about. Like, it's not just, let's think about it and come back with some ideas of characters and we'll talk about it. Like, James Gunn went to him with, like, I want you to play this. I want you to play this character. So they know who it is. And him saying I'd rather play a hero than a villain, I think, is him telling us I'm playing a hero and I'm not playing a villain. So So, who? So who would he be? That's the question. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he could be like. And it's tough because they've announced a lot of projects and James Gunn. I would assume he's too old to play. I'm like. hmm. Too old to play what? I was going to say Cyborg because they're going to want the Justice oh, yeah, League yeah, yeah. to be like younger to yeah. use them. Yeah, Cyborg's, um, if they do any kind of Titans, then that's where Cyborg's going to show up. Yeah. Is on the Titans. So, yeah, he, he could be Cyborg's father who creates Cyborg. Mm, true. For sure. Cyrus Stone. Um, but he could be like, I, I was about to say, like James Gunn's famous for like taking like scene D list characters. So one could right. be someone we don't know. At all, like a, a super bottom of the rung character, or it could be like, um, like you know, he's also like an older guy, so I don't think he's gonna play John Stewart, but Ooh. he might play like he could play like any number of other Green Lanterns, right. one of the you know, the multitude. He could of play lanterns. like, oh, well, he's a bad guy though. I was gonna say he could play like Sinestro. He don't have to be a good Sinestro, right? But Sinestro's good at first and then turns bad. Mm. So um, who knows how they're gonna do that? 
Do they go extra galactic with them? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Well, no. I, maybe. I, I guess it wouldn't be extra galactic. It'd be within our solar system from Mars. Oh, yeah. That's right. Thank you for reminding me. I did see somebody online theorize that he could be Martian Manhunter. Hmm. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I think he'd be good at Martian Manhunter. But it'd be. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Based on how he's drawn, I don't. It's hard for me to envision the like. I feel like he has a very like uh, specific facial structure. And he's very like he's got like cheekbones and stuff like I don't know. Like his his features on his face are like very pronounced, I feel like. Which is and funny. And I the only thing I see on Manhunter is like a brow that comes down. Like that's how I see Martian Manhunter. Yeah, they so always have know. that weird like the overpronounced Yeah. It's weird yeah. that the only DC character I have an actual commentary on is Martian Manhunter, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good that's a good call though, Steve, cuz like, you know, you saying that and me having read it, you know, I yeah. don't know. You're you're not the only one that's out there thinking it but that's that's a good call but also like man martian manhunter is also a shapeshifter so there could be like times when he oh. is just looks like himself yeah. and then he's in like prosthetics for when he actually is right martian manhunter yeah when he reverts yeah. to form or whatever um yeah. martian manhunter I is like ju- uh, one of the go ahead go for it. i was gonna say martian manhunter is one of the most powerful characters in the dc universe and he's like oh yeah. super underrated and Give underutilized <laughs> i think like he's like he can phase through solid objects. He's super strong. He can fly. He can read minds and he can, he has like telekinesis and he can shapeshift. Like, so he's like five whoa. of the X-Men in one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's an entire X-Men team. He's Kitty pride, Colossus and Xavier. Yeah. And Jean yeah, Ray. like maybe he's not as, yeah. And maybe he's not as strong as Superman, but like he could probably go toe to toe with Superman and he's not vulnerable to kryptonite. He's scared of fire though. So his weakness is fire. Yeah. I'm often um, scared of fire when it's out of control. Um, yeah. I did uh, look up in Usual Suspects. Yes. He is, Who is he? Uh, so he is the FBI agent, Jack Bayer, who is opposite Chaz Palminteri and Kevin Spacey. Oh. Yeah. Okay. In the, the Who right. is Kaiser Sose scene. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yeah cool deep cut and he looks young cool. as hell i bet he does Holy i hell. bet he does that movie came out a long time ago I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at pictures i'm like really that's him okay oh that's cool that's cool yeah um so i cannot wait to see giancarlo esposito um in a dcu movie and there's tons of opportunities like you know they announced like the batman brave and the bold movie like there's going to be so many other characters in that film, I think, just other than Batman and Robin. Like, maybe he's Commissioner Gordon. Right. Like, you know, um, ah, that'd be great. Uh, or, you know, they announce a Swamp Thing movie. Maybe he's a side character in Swamp Thing or he's somebody in um, the Booster Gold show or something. You know, like there's so much that was announced that we know just nothing about. Yeah. At all. So. I um, mean, I don't know enough DC in general to cast him as much of anything but yeah but i don't know i think martian manhunter is a good a good call or he could you know they could do um you know if they are going to touch on like you know in dc there's like this kind of like early generation of heroes where like the justice society and then that gave then superman showed up and that kind of gave way to what became the justice league of america 
And so there's like these older crop of heroes out there. Um, Ted Knight or like the Wildcat, like the original Black Canary, our man. So he could be like maybe he's a Justice Society member or maybe he is like, um, oh, who was I just going to say? Maybe he's a... um, maybe he's Jay Garrick. Maybe he's like the original Flash. You know what I mean? Or he's Alan mm. Scott, the original Green Lantern or something, like an older yeah. character. Um, you know, I don't know. He could be, he, he's a great actor. He could do anything. And oh, I'm absolutely. very excited. It seems like a thing where if the strike hadn't happened, we would already know who he was, who he was going to play. Or yeah, maybe he's seems... going to be in Legacy. Maybe he's in Superman. We don't know. If he's, because like, yeah. I don't think any of those other projects are really casting right now because they're still being written superman we know is the one that is scripted and done and casting already so maybe he's gonna be perry white i still yeah could be i still uh sorry i was going through a list of all the dc characters just to see if there's anything that jumped at me uh on Mm. dc's website which i didn't realize they just have a list of all their characters it's um kind of weird (laughs) but it's it's like it's well it's weird because it's like you think it's a lot, and then it's only thirteen pages. Yeah, I don't know if it's every single. I think it's like right. The, it's like all the you know relatively major characters, yeah. but um, I still stand by the fact that we need some sort of adaptation of Mister Miracle. Oh, I know, man. That man, would just be, be great. so perfect. I can see them getting there. Could you I can see ooh, them getting there? Could you see Esposito as Constantine? Whoa. It'd be an older, it would be a take on Constantine. Yeah. He'd be I older. could see him doing that gritty, like, yeah, he's not English or whatever, but like, yeah, gruff and gritty and just, yeah. I mean, I could see it. Having, as much as I like the Keanu Reeves Constantine movie, I would prefer them to go with somebody with a haggard British accent. Hmm. that like yeah. can really kind of deliver that uh um that swagger right kind of and you know maybe he can do that maybe he could do that but i don't know yeah i've never heard a giancarlo esposito english accent but right exactly stranger things have happened Very in true. um adam stranger things have happened adam stranger things have happened i hope they do that we know Tom. We know Tom King is working on something, or was pre-strike, right? Working on a movie, so that could be an adap- adaptation of Strange Adventures. Could be adaptation of. Uh, Did we Mr. get Miracle. a confirmation? Mister Terrific was the thing. Yeah, he's going to be in Superman Legacy. Okay, played by the guy I'm blanking on his name, but the guy that played um, Darwin in X Men First Class. Remember? Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm going through all these, and I'm like, didn't I remember that name from somewhere? Yeah, we're getting. <laughs> Uh, Nathan Fillion is Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. Yes, that's um, what it was. Isabella Merced is Hawkgirl, and the guy whose name I'm forgetting as uh, Mr. Terrific. Th- those were the ones that were in. And, um, right, those three were announced. And the other guy whose name I'm forgetting as Metamorpho, that right. was, he was announced like the moment yeah, those, before the strike. Those were all like, those three were James <laughs> yeah. Gunn tweets right before yeah. what bam, happened. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, we got yep. these four. Get excited. Talk about this. For the entire time <laughs> we're on strike. <laughs> Who's Signal? Signal is uh, a Batman sidekick, one of the many um, adoptees. Hmm. Um, 
name that I'm blanking on, real name, Duke, Duke Thomas, Duke Thomas is his real name. And uh, he is the only Batman character, Bat family character that goes out during the day. Everyone mm-hmm. else waits till nightfall and he's around during the daytime, keeping the streets safe. Right. And I think they ended up giving him some kind of uh, actual superpower, something about like light or something. He has like almost it, like almost a precognition. He can tell what's about to happen right before it does or something. Oh, I don't go. know. I don't like that. I would rather him just be a vigilante like everybody else, but I don't know. All right. I've made it through my list, so. All right. Cool. We're good. <laughs> um, Moving on to uh, just general Disney news, I guess, but uh, Disney by way of superheroes and, in my opinion, one of the best superhero movies ever made. That's right. Talking about The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Um, the Incredibles you, you was returning the best, to theaters. the best Fantastic Four movie that they ever made? Best, best two Fantastic Four movies <laughs> that have ever been made, The Incredibles and The Incredibles 2. Yeah. Those are both great movies. The second one is awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. The second one is very underrated. I feel like people sleep on that one. Well, I know it made a bunch of money when it came out. Yeah. So it was like a success. But I feel like I just don't hear people talking about it like they should be talking about how great it is. Like, so good. And they waited like 12 years or whatever to make it. So I guess if they hadn't waited that long, then it maybe would not have been as good. But they really crushed it. I'm glad. In hindsight, I'm glad they took their time to like come up with a story yeah. that works yep but the original the incredibles returning to theaters as part of disney's 100th anniversary celebration select theaters will be showing the incredibles from september 1st a couple days ago through the 14th so check out your local theater listings and see if you can go see the incredibles on the big screen just like i did when it was in theaters the first time and at one point i turned to my friend that i was with and said this is better than spider-man <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> um uh, other films that are getting re-releases in the last uh, part of this year. I didn't not I didn't know that Disney was doing this. Apparently, Disney had been re-releasing a lot of their movies throughout the entire year, and some of those had that had already been released were the original Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Curse of the Black Pearl, Toy Story, and Beauty and the Beast. Um, Coincidentally, that was road, also the last good Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I agree with you, and even that one I think is a little. Yeah. Like it, it's not. It like doesn't Johnny really Depp hold up is, on a rewatch, but yeah, Johnny Depp, as problematic as he has become, he's great in that movie, and he's carrying that movie on his back. Hundred percent. His characterization of that character, like he's the reason to watch that movie. Right. I don't think not. It's not great. The rest of it. Anyway, um, Coco is coming out. Great movie. My my favorite Pixar movie. Hmm, okay. Um, Did not know. I that. saw that in the theaters as well surrounded by children and cried my eyes out um (laughs) the lion king the original 1994 lion king and moana all three of those movies will be out uh before the end of the year so um check out your local theaters to see coco lion king and moana on big screen if you would like and check out the incredibles um i a very i think smart uh thing <laughs> i can't think of the word i was trying to not say thing but it's just the only word i could thing. think of the old smart thing or i was gonna say a very knowledgeable uh, um uh thing was noticed and pointed out to me uh via some social media after the flash came out and they showed not only they, sh- they like took they compared 
something from the flash like of him like running really fast and compared to like the quicksilver one of the quicksilver scenes in one of the x-men movies yeah. when everything's moving really, like really slow and like he's walking around it's like he's going so fast everything else is moving slow and something else maybe it was like from the flash tv show or something like that that did a similar thing compared it to the scene in the incredibles where the boy dash is running away from those machines when they're on that island and he's running in a way where it looks like you are just you can still see everything going past him. It's not not everything's a blur. Not everything's moving in slow motion. He's moving fast. You're moving fast. And the thing he's running from is also moving fast. Yeah. And it's way more exciting to have everything moving at that speed than just watching somebody move in slow motion and being told that it's fast. You know what I mean? Like the Quicksilver thing. It's like, I mean, the, that's cool. It's like fun, but like it's more exhilarating if you are, if you can still see how fast it's like he's moving so fast you can't even see the stuff behind. Well, then it's not as visually interesting. It's more interesting. Like that clip of Dash running on like the water and like just a, through the jungle and stuff is like more exhilarating than the speed scenes and like, like something like the Flash or like the X-Men movies yeah i, I would, that was I would say when we saw the quicksilver scene when it happened yeah that it was probably like the same effect of like oh they showed that and it it changed how we saw that type thing sure well it's um, cool but and, like, I, like, I would agree with you on yeah like, like the, that scene is different because they were specifically going for a different way to show it and they're going for comedy in a way where he's right. like moving bullets and stuff and like well, like that's yeah, a different thing, a, but in a, in a, like an action scene, yep, like the one in The Incredibles, it's more like visceral. If you can still, not everything's just a blur, not everything's slow motion. Like you can still see, you can see how fast the character is moving because you're moving that fast too, and it's not so fast that the world doesn't exist anymore. Like you're just going really fast. Like right. I, it's, I'm, I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but like, no, I think check out that I, clip yeah, and you'll know saying. what I mean. Yeah. Like watch the Incredibles or just watch that clip of the Incredibles and be like, Oh yeah. Wow. This should have been how the flash moved in the flash. Yeah, no, yeah. just watch the Incredibles. Cause it was that it's good. So movie. good. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's listening to this, that hasn't seen the Incredibles. It's honestly one of the greatest superhero movies ever. Yeah. You should definitely watch it. Definitely watch Incredibles and then watch Incredibles too. Cause it's yeah. also very, very good. Yeah, where I mean, overall superhero movies, top five. I mean, that's something that would be really hard. Uh, making a, a list of favorite superhero movies in it general, would. it It'd be really, really would. hard. This would probably be in my top ten, yeah, for sure. I don't know if it would be in the top five. It would most definitely be in the top. 10. I my brain would say like seven or eight, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds right. <laughs> it, I, I use least, the, um, and that's a you know, there's a plus or minus five on that. <laughs> yeah, but um, because I watch, uh, I watch movies all the time. Right. I I have the uh, the app Letterboxed. Uh, it's like a movie logging app. Move yep. you can like, um, and you can rate them. Say that if you've watched them before, you can put them on. You can make a watch list of ones you want to watch. You can write little reviews of them. I really love it. Uh, my favorite things to do is that you can make little lists of movies for yourself and you can like rank franchises or just like rank your favorite movies or say like, these are all the movies I can think of where 
somebody finds something creepy in their basement, you know, like just make little genres of yeah. movies based on similarities that they have. So I love to rank franchises and I've often thought, oh, I should do my, a top 10 superhero movie thing. And I think about it for 30 seconds and I say, this is too hard. And I stop. So we, we just got from the chat. You guys should definitely do a top 20 superhero movies podcast. God damn it. <laughs> 20 20 is hard 20 is long like we did 11 star wars movies and we talked for over two hours so i don't know if we could do 20 maybe we could do 10 yeah maybe we could do five but then that makes it harder to make the list if you're limiting if it's five then it's harder to make that 10 is probably a solid point of like i could probably do 10 yeah man it's i remember i think i remember i did this with a friend of mine via text like we were talking and stuff yeah. and i was like i was like hey take a day tomorrow at this time we're gonna text each other our fav- our top 10 superhero movie yeah and we did but that was like 10 maybe over 10 years ago and the amount of additional superhero movies we've gotten since then would make that list very difficult for me to make very difficult for me. hmm like yeah. how many batman movies would i have on my I mean, Probably I'd say we have to. We would have to stick to strictly live action. Well, then the Incredibles or, is not on the list. Well, that's. I was going to say we have to at least add some qualifiers, or do we? Uh, uh, this is a conversation we should be having off mic because it's. Yeah. I don't know. I may have to put the Toxic Avenger in mine. Not really, <laughs> but. <laughs> uh. Wow. Almost made me spit beer <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, you know they're making a new Toxic Avenger movie, by the way? I heard that. Yeah. That's Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage as the Toxic Avenger. Okay. That's... Yeah. Today, today I learned uh, they made a Battletoads movie. Like recently? No, this was 1992. Not a live action one. Oh no, it was a failed okay. pilot. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause if not, I needed to see the Battletoads movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big time. Oh wow. Okay. Cause like would you put both Spider Verse movies in your top ten? Mm-hmm. Cause then it also it makes Probably. me think like <laughs> Like, do we have that qualifier of like can only know, what... one of a of a series but the, yeah but then like one mcu movie does the whole mcu count mm. as a franchise i would say uh titular character so like one thor movie one captain avenger movie or captain avenger <laughs> why isn't there a captain avenger uh i don't know there's a krakoa event or captain krakoa now oh wow yeah I'm, i don't even mean just marvel like someone should just make a superhero called captain avenger there's probably like, there's got to be there's some sort of some kind of trademark something or other going on. Yeah, there. yeah, probably. Um, Iron Giant is the Iron Giant a superhero movie? Are you just saying that off the top of your head? No, or I have a read? list in front of me of like okay superhero because movies. I literally thought two minutes ago when we started having this conversation, I was like. I literally in my brain thought, does the Iron Giant count? Like the Iron Giant popped into my head (laughs) and I wondered if it counted as a superhero movie. Yeah, I was going down through the list. I'm like, huh. I don't know if it 
I love that movie. So it's based much. on a novel. Have you seen The Iron Giant? Yeah. It's okay. a great movie. It's yeah. incredible. It's an incredible movie. If you haven't seen The Iron Giant, people, watch that shit. It's so good. And there are references to Superman in it, which is why we are um, wondering if it counts as a yeah. superhero movie. Also, like this story in general. But I that movie makes me cry straight up every time it. I watch it. Yeah. So good. All right. So maybe we should continue to figure out stipulations on how to have a uh how to do that ranking because that'd be fun we'll figure it out in the meantime let's review some comics i guess we should oh prior to that oh uh, we did get something else in the chat from uh one jesse hummiston oh what's up Uh, jesse so remember how we were talking about giancarlo esposito as constantine i sure do he said swamp thing green hell giancarlo as constantine would be great i thought that i thought that because in Swamp Thing Green Hell, Steve, which you own, but I don't know if you've read yet. No, it's still in the plastic over there. Uh, spoiler alert. Constantine makes an appearance, but he's older because that story takes place in the future. Mm-hmm. So if they were going to do any kind of future thing, then yes, yeah, he would be good for that. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that's another thing I need to think more about. Who should he play? Um. I got a we comic to homework review. for next week. That's right. <laughs> do you have a comic to review? I have a comic to review. You want to fire it off first? or me? I'll fire it off first. I don't have anything real in depth to say about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Saturday Morning Adventures, Endless Summer. Um, have you already read this? Because you get this no, for it's your in, son. No, it's in my pull list. So it's, Okay, you haven't picked it up yet. No. Okay. Um, so this is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. I really did a terrible job enunciating that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. It's a book. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. Teenage And um, from IDW, um, it is, what's the, uh, it's written by Dave Baker. Tango is the artist. Tango is an artist that I uh, follow on social media, and they are really great. Uh, with inks by Alice Lecklert and colorist uh, Zenon Honkar, Honchar. And this is great. This is clearly, it's aimed at kids, uh, which Steve, you and I talk about all the time, how we wish there were more titles, comic book titles specifically aimed for children. There's so much that is like PG-13 and higher. Um, But if you want the industry to continue, you need to aim more titles at kids. And this is one of them. It is clearly modeled after the late 80s, early 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon show, Steve, yep. that you and I grew up watching. I know you know this because you read this uh, with your son. Um, this is a, uh, and it's great. It's it's great. There's, it feels very much like how I remember that show feeling. Um, there's lots of uh, fighting robot members of the Foot Clan. There's lots of pizza eating. And then in crazy cartoon style, they find out a way to get them to all dress like cowboys and go to a like Wild West themed park, um, which, you know, like any cartoon ends up having to come up with dumb ideas after a while, like especially like cartoons in the 80s were like, I don't know, let's make them all cowboys for one episode. Um, so it kind of fits into that. Uh, and it's just great. You know, like, I don't know. It was just it's just. You know, they, you know, they think they're going on vacation to this uh, Wild West town. And guess what? Turns out something bad is going on there and they have to defeat 
Krang for some reason and there's a big fight and it's great you know and they're all they do. yeah of course they do it's wisecracking it's like classic you know this isn't dark and gritty um daredevil spinoff eastman and laird this is not this is not um, teenage mutant ninja turtle stranger things stranger things it's not last ronin this is straight up uh for kids it's yeah. fun it's wacky it's funny it's silly you know the characters are written in those four different personality stereotypes that we all grew up with um and it's great i don't know there's like nothing objectionable about it objectionable about it at all like it's not something that me as an adult uh, would clamor for and be dying to read, but yeah. it was fun to read. My son loved it too. And, you know, if you have a kid and you're trying to get more comics in their hands, throw them some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Saturday Morning Adventures is the name of the run. This episode this right. issue is called Endless Summer. Do you and, have a kid uh, that you're sick of reading the same old books to day in and day out? Yeah. Well, yeah. Go grab a comic book <laughs> Saturday morning adventures Ninja Turtles and I think so that's I think mine. we've determined that the uh, right around six uh, when they can start to learn to read themselves so they can follow what you're reading yeah. to them in the panels yeah uh, that's the perfect wheelhouse because maybe three four months ago even uh, my son couldn't like it was I would literally have to point to every panel as I was reading it yeah to know I still do that to show him where yeah. I was I still do that a little bit. Uh, yeah, um, I think but I, I think a lot of it is out of like it. just reflex at this yeah. point because yeah. Yep. So and like early, like I started reading him stuff when he was a lot younger, right. and I would have to add things like, "Oh, we have to go stop the Joker." Batman said, "Like I would just yeah. have to like add that yep. so he would yeah, be able to recognize like it all." You know. Yeah. Then Batman said this. Right. You know. Yeah. Anyway, what do you got this week? Oh, I've got, uh, as as anyone following the pod knows, uh, I decided to do the stupid thing and pick up Fall of X. And oh, yeah. <laughs> pull all of those titles. However, uh, one of the highlights so far, actually everything I've read has been pretty solid so far. Hmm. Uh, the, the highlight that I've seen so far is Jean Grey oh, yeah. 1. Uh, I sent Mike a couple of panels from this thing. Uh just not to spoil anyone i mean the opening panel itself or the opening page itself man yeah is just utterly like they they're doing a great job second page is that's the one you say is full panel or full page multi-panel like two page spread yeah it's so well done um it's uh well anyone who knows anything x will know the name louis simonson uh, yeah. she's, she's writing it, uh, no stranger to anything or any X books. Um, uh, I believe who was it Bernard, Bernard Chang on art who is killing it. And I do want to bring highlight to Marcelo Maiolo, who's doing the colors on it because the palette that's used and like the hues and it's just so well done. Nice. Um, but Jean Grey has died again. Of course. Go figure. Like I think does. we talked about that a couple of weeks ago of which Jane well, Grey is which. Yeah, I was asking you what her status was. Um, I think the clip of it is on our <laughs> Instagram yeah. page. You want to find it. It's led to a pretty confusing conversation, but um, <laughs> yeah. So Which, which Jane Grey is this? Yes, yeah. all of them. <laughs> so she's dead in the in this book? So she died again. 
so like this in is this her, book or prior this is to her uh prior dying. to do you get my pun did she die prior to, to this one sh- no That's if you want deep. to see something about maddie go check out dark x-men where oh, okay. she is leading the x-men all right uh not your normal team of x-men no but, i wouldn't um, think so <laughs> you have very stupid uh Alex Summers doing very stupid Alex Summers things mm. because oh, Havoc Alex. can't uh, do anything that isn't guided by his wang. Um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> First appearance of the word wang on the multiverse. That is true. That Talk is your- probably true. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, Jean Grey number one. Jean Grey. Uh, yeah. So uh, effectively, she's in the process of dying and is recounting uh, this Jean Grey is, I guess, one of a future. She's a future shifted version of the all new X Men one their uh, group that came back from the past to the future, mm-hmm. and then went back to the past, and then grew up. Okay. And if that confuses you, welcome to the X Men. Yeah. I think I'm um, holding on. So she's recounting uh, what happened at one point when they went back to the past and did not uh, wipe, quote unquote, wipe their memories Mm -hmm. like they were told to do in whatever multiverse this is currently happening. Um, So it's it's kind of pushing towards Gene almost being slightly uh, Machiavellian and a lot of ends justifying the means type situation okay um and she's pushing the rest of the team is kind of pulling back from her and uh it's it's kind of left at that point where Mm. she's down to only a couple of members that are still with her and uh the rest kind of back with uh the rest of the team and uh there's some tension at this point but we'll see Mm. we'll see what happens after that but yeah it's uh pretty pretty well set up uh extremely well written like Louise Simonson knows what she's doing. Of she's been around since time with the X Men. So yeah, um, very very uh, solid issue and would definitely awesome, recommend. Dude. Yeah, based on the artwork alone, I'd say it's worth uh, oh hundred percent picking up for sure. Yep. Um, well, cool. Uh, this week in your local comic book store, you will find Action Comics presents the Doomsday Special Number One. That's a one shot about Doomsday himself. Amazing Spider-Man 33, Bad Omens, Concrete Jungle, number one, Batman, number 137, Batman, The Adventures Continue, season three, issue seven, Birds of Prey, number one. I did not realize it was coming out so soon. The Kelly Thompson uh, run of Birds of Prey oh, is okay. starting. Very excited. I can't wait to pick that book up. Uh, Black Panther. Thompson. What's that? You had me at Kelly Thompson. Yeah, exactly. Um, Black Panther, number four, Blue Beetle, number one, that character catwoman uncovered number one which i believe is a one shot dark knights of steel 12 of 12 wrapping up that medieval um dc uh elseworlds tale doctor strange number seven fantastic four number 11 fire and ice welcome to smallville number one i thought this was a book that came out a couple weeks ago this is the uh lesser known but well-loved um justice league international characters fire and ice getting their own book for the first time people are very excited about it and i am as well godzilla here be dra- here there be dragons number three you gotta it's hard to say until you realize you gotta kind of say it like a pirate 
Godzilla, mm. here there be dragon. <laughs> then it makes sense. Heat Seeker Gun Honey, number three. Joker, the man. I killed Steve with that pirate impression. <laughs> Joker, the man who stopped laughing, number 10. Uh, Justice Society of America, number six. Kill Your Darlings, number one. Magneto, number two. Moon Knight, number 27. My Little Pony, Camp Big Hoof, number two. Peacemaker Tries Hard, another book that I love. Can't wait to read that. Poison Ivy, number 14, another book that I love. Can't wait to read that. Scarlet Witch, number eight. Shazam, number three. Silver Surfer Rebirth Legacy, one. Spider-Gwen Annual, number one. Star Trek Defiant, number seven. Star Wars, 38. Star Wars Dark Droids, number two. Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow, number five. And X-Men, number 26. Steve. Besides uh, the X-Men, you pulling any of these? books reading anything besides a thousand x-men books no 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 a lot of x-men just just a lot of x-men all x-men all the time time. (laughs) um i mean you saw the the turtles stranger things book uh yeah yeah i did uh in in the fall of x stuff they did bring back alpha flight oh yeah you're kind of great um it's yeah there's there's actually there's too many twists but it's it's well done to bring back the a, a classic team that hasn't gotten much love lately so it's good to yeah. see uh good to see them back in action nice well i'm definitely pulling up birds of prey number one yeah oh if, yeah that, jesse if you're still in the chat hook me up uh with birds <laughs> prey number one i guess um, throw that in both of ours because why the hell not yeah why not um also i'm gonna grab peacemaker uh, tries hard number five. Cause it's only a six issue run and I've just loved every issue of it has been excellent. I was going to say you've hit the and whole, the whole run there. I know. Yeah. It's just so funny and so smart and fun and violent and great. Um, and I know I keep saying, I'm trying to like pull back on buying single issues, but like fire and ice, welcome to Smallville. Like they just had a big part in the, uh, uh, Human Target series that I just read, the Tom King, Greg Smallwood. So that makes me want to buy that too. Ah, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's but, um, uh, Silver Silver Surfer Rebirth. Um, yeah, Ron Mars written. So, oh wow. Uh, that yeah, uh, that might be it. And Ron Lim on pencils. So yeah, Jesse, you want to throw that on mine since we're uh, he he did say he got you on the other. So uh, awesome, thanks, dude. I, I at least know we can speak to our pull lists on this show right. and have them show up in our box <laughs> nice thing about being sponsored a little perk yeah a little bit of comes in handy yeah all right cool well we don't have any one shots because again that was a bit of a light week but i do think we filled at least an hour we did an hour and 10 minutes because Hooray! that's somehow yeah that's somehow how we do things yeah you know why steve's because we're good at this that's oh, how go. we're good at this <laughs> And uh, but I think that's all we got. Unless yeah. you got anything else? No, I think that's about it. I'd say we should uh, tell people though to feel free to like and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Um, Apple Podcast reviews and uh, ratings are appreciated. Same thing on YouTube. Feel free to like, subscribe, ring the bell to uh, know when we're going live. Usually, it's going to be nine thirty on any uh, Sunday night this weekend or this week's a little funky. Uh, we'll also be getting back-to-back podcasts, seeing tomorrow is the episode four debut of Ahsoka. 
uh, a yep. show that both Mike and I are absolutely loving. So uh, we'll be talking to you guys within 24 hours and check us out wherever you can. Yeah. I was just, uh, thank you for saying that. Cause I was uh, wondering if we were still planning on doing a, a Tuesday reaction. And I think, uh, I think I'm free. So good to go. Um, and yeah, check us out. Yeah. Like you said earlier, the multiverse report on Instagram, grandma, multiverse report on Facebook, although we don't use that quite as much. And, um, I think I'm going to create a blue sky page for us because oh, why not? Yeah, I've got a spare invite too. So if yeah, anyone really getting... if anyone out here wants a blue sky invite, feel free to hit me up. Hey, I got a couple too. I feel like I can't give them away, but it's better than Twitter, guys. I don't know. Twitter is just on fire and I, I hate even being there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that's all we got uh, until tomorrow night when we're back with Ahsoka. So until then, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the multiverse.